Merry Christmas, Craig. All I want for Christmas is kooks. <laughs> is that that's number one on the charts now? Yeah, that's that, a, not not her version, song. your version. Yeah, I know. Um, your version really, is going to be number really one on the charts. I'm really happy for it. Uh, got a gold record coming in the mail. Um, if you want to buy all these all these songs, uh, I've I'm, I've compiled them. <laughs> Now that's what I call oh. uh, terrible, dude. Um, that would that would make such a good project on my part to like just compile all the clips and just like put them back to back to back. Like do like every, like every podcast does a year in review, right? Right. Like I should do that. I should go back through all. You know, this is episode sixty-two. If you can believe that crap, they don't all have songs. Like all, none of the previous. That's have true. Songs, they don't. So. So maybe you got about maybe like true, but the rest of them do. seven so, or so. Yeah, because there were a few where you were like, I just don't have a song. So there yeah. were a couple of those. <laughs> but like the rest, so there's like 40-some songs. I think the song started at the Ernie podcast, the fired Ernie Fired podcast. I think that's when it started. Mm. It might have been because you were just so excited. Yeah, it just had to that sing. Might, that might have been it. Yeah, just had to sing. Well... Anyway, well, yeah, this Merry is Christmas, podcast. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Merry Christmas Eve as we record it. You'll all be, of course, sitting around your fires on Christmas morning listening to this podcast. Um, That's right. As, as no is tradition. No better way to wake up. The, the yeah. podcast, of course, is Podcast versus Everyone. <laughs> I'm Craig Powers. <laughs> With me is Jeff Neusser. Um Yeah, it only takes us five minutes into the podcast to... Uh, to remind it's a, it's everyone only of that. two minutes. It's only two podcast. minutes. We're it felt okay. like five minutes. Every time I talk to you, it just I, I mean, everything they, feels twice as long. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's the magic of podcasting, right there. That's my students would tell you that too. Every time Newser starts talking, it feels like twice as long as it actually is. So, <laughs> so you know, that's what teaching's all about, right there. Getting all your right. minds to dread you. It's great. Well, uh, it's it's Christmas Eve. Do you have any silly Christmas Eve traditions? We don't, but we, you know, so our family is, is probably a lot like a lot of families where you end up trying to coordinate multiple Christmases with multiple families and weird stuff like that. So we actually started, so it, it's Christmas Eve. We started our Christmas yesterday on the 23rd with a uh, part of Sarah's family and uh you know did did some of that did did some some gift exchanging last night and then we'll uh do some gift exchanging t- tonight with more parts of Sarah's family and then uh we'll uh have our full christmas tomorrow where we'll open up presents with uh with the kids in the morning and then we'll go to my dad's in the afternoon and by by uh the day after christmas I'll be exhausted and need to need to sleep for about 24 hours about the only about the only tradition that is uh I, I don't know like i don't i don't have a weird one i don't know do you do you have a weird one no um amanda and her brother always watch the 24-hour marathon of christmas story like they keep it on the entire time <laughs> and actually watch so they it. just watch it over and over and over again yeah i mean you're doing stuff throughout the day but it is always on like all 24 hours um so that there's no one you're not allowed to watch that movie before christmas eve um yeah i don't know like we 
yeah we've already done a christmas like on last friday uh we did a christmas with my sister and uh and my mom my mom was flying up from california and she was staying with us and then she went to stay with my sister and they didn't they couldn't come drive over to yakima so we did a christmas eve dinner like on the 21st (laughs) or 20th Um, so i made a turkey and uh all the sides and then uh amanda really wanted a turkey because her mom makes the you know the the roast the prime rib um and so we're Uh having that tomorrow but uh but yeah, so I, I did all that, and then we did a full-on like Christmas morning. Like I stuffed stockings. Uh, we told B that Santa was coming. We we, we let her open like you know one of her <laughs> she, presents. Dude, she's gonna and, be so confused. Yeah, yeah. So so we we told her you know this is practice. Or Santa knows we were having a Christmas. I mean, she's two. She doesn't care. Uh, but we do. We, the big thing has been getting her hyped up for Christmas and Santa. It's been pretty fun. Uh, just being yeah, like, it's not hard to get her hyped up, dude. She yeah. she is easy to hype. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so she, so yeah, that's been. Been fun. I don't know. I can't think of anything weird that we do. Uh, we're pr- pretty standard stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we like yeah. it's like my 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 dad and his wife will come over to Amanda's parents' house to make it easier for us, which is nice. Um, well, that yeah. is nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, yeah, we just that's pretty awesome. You know, when, nice the, when the in-laws get along like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so. perfect, man. That's yeah. That's actually that's. A, I wish I wish mine was kind of like that. That'd be nice. Yeah. The, the other night. Right. The other it's night. It's okay. Like three days of Christmas. I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. I said the other night. Uh, my we went to uh, a, my dad and I went to a brewery, and then we uh, we came back and. Um, I would. We came back to uh, Amanda's parents' house so he could see B because she was staying there and she was about ready to go to bed, and I was yeah. just like wanting to have a beer so I'd have to because so, I'd had to drive him home. He doesn't live far away, but like I was like I don't want to drive him home, so I talked him into staying the <laughs> yeah, night. Good idea. Yeah, I just talked him into staying the night so I could drink beer. <laughs> it's like, Dad, don't you want to <laughs> just stay here? You don't got to work tomorrow. Just stay here. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, we we kind of did a, a similar thing last night. Uh, you know, my my tradition on Christmas is is pretty much like everybody else's tradition, which is to drink, like like you were talking about. And uh, uh, yesterday it was uh, it was just straight vodka and cranberry juice, like and uh, you know, so we 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 did we were gonna go somewhere to see someone afterwards, and I was like, yeah, why don't you just come over here? <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't want to, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna stop so, this anyway, trade. Yeah. All right. But the so, kids love the kids love the fact that it takes multiple days. Like it's the adults that are like, uh, all these days. The kids are like, dude, three days of Christmas. That sounds good. I like that. My kids are now bugging me for uh, opening presents today, opening their presents from us today, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you have to wait until tomorrow morning, you little turds. And they're like, come on, please. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Your papa. Your papa's going to show up this afternoon and you will be so blessed that you, you know, whatever. It's, it, it's, it's insane. My kids get more, I guess this is the American dream, right? My kids get more than I ever got on Christmas. And that yeah. <laughs> wasn't for the lack of my parents trying. That was just like, um, that, that was just my grandparents weren't involved at all. Like, like their grandparents are. So it's, you know, like I said, American dream. Is there any kook stuff on your uh, Christmas list? Oh hell yeah! Like, how about a? 
I don't know, like uh, any, any Coog gear. I mean, my, my family knows they can get me anything, you know, Coog related. Right. And I'll be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. So I, uh, I actually, so, okay, so here's a funny story. <laughs> so Sarah is a very stressed out gift giver because she is such a good gift giver. And she's like, she always wants to make sure the gift is just right. So she bought me a couple of sweatshirts off uh, Fan's Edge. Yeah. And ordered them. And so like I, I am currently at a size where sometimes I wear a size large and sometimes I wear a size extra large. And it just kind of depends on the company. And even with like Nike, like Nike's the perfect example, right? Because some of Nike stuff is pretty big and some of it's pretty small. And oh, it's yeah. like sometimes it it's not even like um it doesn't even go with when they say athletic cut versus regular cut or whatever. No. So yeah. anyway, so she bought me a couple of a couple of sweatshirts and it was stressing her out that they might not fit. Cause she was like, well, what size are you? And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Like it depends large or extra large or whatever. And she ordered these two things in large and it was like stressing her out so bad that she wasn't sure if it was going to fit. And she did not want Christmas morning to be ruined. So she had me open the gift with these sweatshirts, uh, like two days ago. And so, so I opened them up and one of them's a nice, you know, Nike, uh, you know, performance sweatshirt and it's yeah. a large and it fits perfectly. So I've already, I've already got like two Coog things in the bag. I'm going to wear them today. One of them today. So nice. Yeah. I just, I, uh, I sent Amanda the link to the college cup shirt and I'm like, I want that. There you go. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, yeah. subtle hint, subtle hint. Hey, look, uh, you could get well, one of she's, these for me. In her family, they they pretty much just like tell each other what they want, and then yeah, they get it. Yeah. Like it's so it's like yeah. so she's always like just wants wants a list, and so I just send her like here, but and like so I asked her for this jacket, or like I sent her a couple jackets, like for like a a, a, a like a, a down or down alternative whatever jacket. Yeah, and I sent her a couple yeah. links, and sure enough, like it was like one of them was a mammoth jacket and and it is sure enough like a mammoth box shows up at our door and i and i, and I yeah, looked yeah. out the i looked out the huh. front door window and i could see it i'm like Look well um well uh <laughs> i think you should get those boxes i from wonder what the, that is yeah. yeah gee i wonder <laughs> what that is but yeah i definitely want i'm i'm yeah. hoping she took the hint on the college cup shirt otherwise i have to go buy one myself but um yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, I, my Christmas present to myself was going, uh, to Arizona. So <laughs> yeah, that's a nice Christmas go. present, you know, day after Christmas, that, getting that the hell out of here. Christmas present to yourself. Yeah. Heck yeah. Enough yeah, family go, time. It's like 30 degrees this morning. So at least, yeah. the, at least the biblical rain stopped. So that's good. Yeah. Go that was some sunshine. Was so wild. how about that game? Maybe we should talk about that. I don't know. No one wants to hear yeah. about the kooks, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah um good old <laughs> they just want to hear this they just tune in to hear us talk about christmas some more yeah um yeah so yeah. air force all right uh triple option so have you have you done your normal research for that or has christmas interfered with your normal research well i haven't i've done a little bit but i haven't written or anything so i've definitely like looked at this like uh the same stats but i haven't i haven't do dove into them dived into them however uh dove into yeah. them quite as much as i and uh, i normally would have but i guess you know uh i usually post my preview about two days before um so i, I imagine that i'll would be try christmas to christmas day 
Yeah, but I'll, I mean, I'll probably have time on Christmas Day to just sit down and write, so it's not going to be that bad. Nice. Just sitting around watching Christmas Story and reading about the Falcons. But yeah, um, obviously the most, you know, the the triple option versus the air raid is the the angle everyone takes because it's the most interesting thing. Like it, it's funny. It's, yeah. This this game has popped up on a lot of like most interesting bowls, bowl games to watch because because of the you know the stylistic uh contrast of 80 percent right. running right. versus 80 percent passing so um right yeah uh obviously i i'm guessing a lot of people watch the arm the army navy game um that listen to this podcast uh that's kind of a nice preview into what type of the offense uh you um, interesting thing I noticed is uh, in these triple options that the service academies use, and, and from watching some highlights of Air Force, um, they do incorporate kind of the modern spread option stuff into into their uh, into their repertoire. Uh, so it's not the straight pure triple option all the time, which is pretty interesting. It gives a a little wrinkle. Um, yeah, and I think it's made these uh, offenses a little more explosive. Um, spreading out and all that uh and then it gives you know if you got a guy uh they have a, a guy who can who's got a pretty good arm can sling the ball a little bit Donald Hammond uh, not not terribly accurate but um he uh makes big plays when he does complete passes as is typical of the triple yeah. option um you're 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 hitting long passes when you when you do throw the ball and, and right. typically, typically i mean the idea is you don't have to be all that accurate if dudes are running wide open downfield because yeah. you have completely you know fooled the defense yeah and uh hammond is not the kind of explosive athlete that the kid for navy is uh like he he's not he's not the he's not the you know the bulk of their running game um he is like about i think about the fifth leading rusher on the team um so they're at, he's uh he's pitching and he's handing the ball off a lot more um and he's not probably not as he's still be a threat but you know like with navy every time they drop back to pass it was more of a just a a running play but um he he's not as much as that he's actually only only ran the ball 106 times on the year um and they actually don't have yeah that's a, a really small amount for an option quarterback and they do typical that's less of, than 10 a game yeah yeah typical of the option uh they don't have a dominant runner um i, I mean a dominant on the carries they they split them between uh th- four guys uh, including Hammond uh yeah but uh, it just um uh it's it's pretty funny like they they don't uh there's not guys that are listed as wide receivers that have many carries so i'm guessing they don't do a lot of like end around type stuff um they don't mix that in uh i don't i don't know how they uh i i guess a slot back is is listed as a running back and not as a wide receiver even though he kind of plays out uh so it's a, <laughs> i'm not really sure how triple option positions are always uh, designated yeah. like the I know receivers primarily are blocking and then uh, catching the occasional pass, but yeah, I don't know. It's a it's, it's a very good triple option offense. Um, in SP plus, uh, they are rated pretty highly. Oh, I had the tab open. I don't have it open anymore. But yeah, they're they were like a top twenty offense in SP plus. Um, they're fairly explosive given that they run the ball. I mean, they 
they're not explosive overall, but they have the potential to be explosive because just the fact that you're running the ball, your your yards per pass, your yards per play is going to be kind of dampened by that. Um, but they're they have the they hit an on an explosive play on their passes uh, about a quarter of the time that they throw the ball. Um, so they if they throw the ball, they're looking to pick up chunks. And obviously, when they throw the ball, it's probably third and twelve. Um, so they're, they're have to push the ball downfield. Um, it'll be interesting, like, um, interesting thing to watch with, uh, triple option offenses is, uh, third and eight is not necessarily a passing down third and seven, third and six, like they'll still run the ball. And, uh, and it, and uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think our defense can stop it. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just, there's, uh, any, any sort of, uh, option anything i just don't know if like they they've been disciplined like they haven't showed the that that much to be that disciplined this year and in anything um especially you know like we talk about gap integrity and and things like that they they just i just i i'm i think that air force is going to move the ball pretty well yeah i mean it's uh... I, I, okay, so whenever I analyze a, a bowl game, like I, I do it with like the biggest grain of salt that I can possibly muster, right? And I think you and I are both on the same page on this that, you know, bowl games are just very weird exhibitions, right? And trying to figure out what's going to happen is, is, is sort of, you know, I mean, we've seen, I mean, think of all the things we've seen in bowl games just, just since, you know, Mike Leach took over and some of the weird stuff, like, you know, we lose to Colorado state with, you know, just a completely bizarre sequence of events, uh, at the end of that game, um, you know, when, when the sun bowl, that, that was a fairly normal game, but, uh, you well, know, until it snowed. You had the, <laughs> yeah, until it snowed. So that was weird, but it was like, you know, I d- there, it didn't seem like there was any kind of like, you know, major weirdness. Um, right. And then, you know, and then you had the Minnesota game, which it felt well, like, okay, the major Minnesota, weirdness I mean, aside from the, Luke Falk running for the the first down to close the game. True. That was he that pulled, he pulled the, the he pulled the he pulled the hand off. He, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's right. But, and, that but was, the, and that was back when the air raid was still crazy explosive under Luke Falk. You know, so yeah. sophomore Luke Falk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you had that Minnesota game and we're all like, oh my God, Minnesota is such a train wreck. And remember Tracy Clays was the coach and they had a whole they bunch had of dudes nine kicked off for sexual assault. And yeah. yeah, like all this weird stuff. And you're like, oh my God, they're going to go, they're going to go in and trash them. And we were, you know, super excited to be in the holiday bowl. Right. Like that right. was kind of the big thing, um, you know, because, you know, that was, you know, we were still sort of brand new at this bowl game thing, more or less. We were like, whoa, second bowl game in a row, and we're going to the Holiday Bowl, and this is so great. You know, and it's it just it, it seemed like everything was lining up in our favor, and then that was like the worst game I've ever watched. Like, yeah. I, I mean, outside of a beatdown, it was just like, like our offense could not do anything, and, uh, you know, the defense played pretty well, but, you know, there was uh, that tipped pass in the end zone that ends up in a touch. And you're just like, mm-hmm. fuck, like this is ridiculous. Right. And so, you know, and then Michigan state the next year, of course, that was, that was a mess him. too. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, these games are tough to figure out. And 
Um, so, so, you know, I, I, like I can talk myself in anything, right? I can talk myself into, uh, well, our defense has had three weeks to prepare and they're going to do great. You know, they'll like, no, they haven't been disciplined, but, but they're going to be disciplined this time, you know, because they've had three weeks to, to just singularly focus on the triple option. And then I talk myself into, but no, they've been shitty all year long. So of course they're going to be shitty in this one too. And then I'm like, yeah, but our weaknesses are secondary and they don't have to actually cover anybody on this. And so, you know, you can talk yeah, yourself into anything. Of course our, so, our weakness is our secondary, but that, that, uh, that, that just means it's, yeah, like that, that doesn't mean that the other two are the, the other levels are strong points. <laughs> no, yeah, they're better. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's just kind of whatever. It's uh, it, to your point you on know, the secondary. I, I, talk myself I do, yeah. To your point on the secondary, I do think it's pretty inevitable that Air Force is going to hit a big explosive passing play. Sure. Um. Sure. So like I I yeah like they'll they'll get it, they'll probably be some frustrating like if they actually hold the triple option to a couple short gains and get force them into a passing yes. down. Yeah, it just uh, yes. it 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 just seems like they're gonna they're gonna hit yeah. some big plays and it's gonna be frustrating. You're be like, what? Yeah. Why is Air Force passing the ball on us? And it's like, well, because we suck at defending the pass, and yeah. we've we have all year, and it, it's, that doesn't change just because, um, you know, when other team doesn't pass as much, even when they do pass, they're probably gonna be successful, and when they run as yeah, well. It seems but. like the key with. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the key with the triple option is to make sure that uh, you you can take away some of their options. I guess is mm -hmm. the way to say right. it. Like, if you so if you can keep them behind the sticks and make them a little bit predictable, then you know you you I think you obviously have a much much better chance. Um, they have a super high conversion rate on fourth down. They don't go for it a ton on fourth down. Um, in fact, they're just 75th nationally in fourth down attempts this year. But, um, but when they do go, they're converting about three quarters of the time. So, you know, what you want to do is you want to try and, like I said, keep them behind the sticks a little bit. Um, you know, if you can get a negative play all the better, um, you know, and then you just basically put them in a position where maybe it's third and long and they, you know, and especially if you can do it on their own half of the field, because if, if they get onto your half of the field and then you get them in a third and seven, well, you know, maybe they just, you know, run their option and then they get a fourth and two and then it's, you know, fourth and two from your 35 and they're probably going to go for it. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you kind of have to not give up the, the massive play and then you have to occasionally string together you know, two or three, zero or very short gains, um, in a row. And, and if you can do that, you know, then you're okay. And, um, you know, and you have to do it without selling out too bad because then that's when they pop you with, with the pass that you're not ready for. And, uh, cause they don't, when they, when they pass, they don't just, you know, drop back and throw for the most part. They're, they're running some kind of action that looks an awful lot like a run. And then you get sucked in and next thing you know, some dude's running right by you. So. Yeah. And, it's uh they're i mean they they run the ball and they run the ball very well they they have the seventh best rushing success rate so even though everyone knows they're running uh they're they're doing what they need to do to stay ahead of the the, the chains um not surprising they are number one in yards to go on third down the lowest yards to go on third down um yep. they uh they're and then they're because of that they're second in uh success rate on third down 
Um, and then, of course, uh, they have one of the best, as you said, fourth down success rates. So, yeah, they're, 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 their whole thing is staying ahead of the chains. Uh, much like the air raid at times, you know, like when it's not explosive, it's usually yeah. ch- chewing uh, five, six-yard chunks. And uh, that's, yep. that's, what, uh, that's what the option is. I mean, obviously, Leach has compared the kind of philosophy of the air raid to the triple option before because basically you're just making – you're making the defense defend more players. Now it's there. It's not about as about as much as about space as the air raid is. Um, but obviously, with the spread option, they do spread the teams out a little bit more. Um, but the traditional triple option is not really so much about space. It's just about having to forcing the defense to be um, disciplined and. and um, which typically in college they aren't, and that's why these service academies have done so well yeah. running this what should be a very predictable offense, you would think, but they've Air Force has got one of the best offenses in the country, and they're running you know something that's predictable, and a similar, um, right. the Air Raid, and you look at the Air Raid, that they're running the same thing. Everyone knows what they're doing, um, and on, there's only really a couple uh schools that have been able to stop it most of the schools just get run over by it um but it's the same thing with the the triple option air force is in a conference a pretty good conference mountain west and they're able to win 10 games on the strength of this offense um that and then same with uh navy has had some really good seasons um and army last year had a really good year Army had a great season last year yep yep and so it's just uh it's you can say yeah we, we have three weeks to prepare, blah, 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 all this. But, I mean, three weeks to prepare, one week to prepare with this, like, you, it's probably not going to make that much of a difference because it's more about their execution. Um, and if they execute, they're probably going to move the ball. And, like, it's it's going to be frustrating. But they're probably going to have some really long drives. Uh, Navy famously had, like, a an a, over a quarter drive in a bowl game once. Like, it was, like, a 15-plus minute drive. Um, right. You, you, I, 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 I don't see that happening with this just because our defense is so bad. They'll probably give up bigger plays. So, <laughs> but I, but I, but I do expect yeah. some, some, t- you know, 12 play 15 play. Do you, you see ridiculous numbers of plays on these drives, which it, again, like the right. air raid, but it was like, but it's, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It's the, it's going to be, have to be the, the kind of like, Hope they can string together, like you said, string together three plays in a row where you do well, force them to punt three and outs, and try to get as many of those as you can because uh, it feels like if you don't get the three and out, once they get rolling, it's going to be tough to stop. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think right. they're going to score some points on us. They should. Like you said, it's a bowl game, so who the hell knows? Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I, I think uh, – truthfully, I'm you know going to the game, and, and I, I think it will be – I I don't think I've ever seen a a, a triple off an option offense in person and it'll be you know fun to watch where we can see the whole field and 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 see how it's being defended and and plus it keeps the action in one spot so you know, like um with the air raid you're like picking out which receivers yeah. to look at deep yeah, and picking yeah. out which coverages to look at but like the air with the right. triple option it's like just look at those three guys you know you got the fullback the slot back and the running back and then the quarterback and like they're just gonna pick one of those guys, and it, and it's it's yeah. gonna be wild to watch. And then come out, you know, on the other side when it's just nothing but slinging the ball the whole time. Um, 
yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Like, I think this is uh, like about as an interesting of ball matchup that you can get outside of yeah. playing like a major school. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a, and plus it's kind of fun because like because it's Air Force. I kind of it's like there's no like I I don't really care as much if they lose <laughs> like i don't know how to, how to put it just because it's like <laughs> there's it's it's like i the you, you don't get that much status for beating air force and you don't get like and if you lose it's kind of like wow they ran the option and you can't you can't handle it you know like because they beat a lot of teams that right. they shouldn't beat uh that but um yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I've had no anxiety about this game. I, I haven't even really thought about it that much other than the fact that I'm just excited to watch the triple option versus the air raid. So it's yeah. kind of funny. I know they're going to move the ball on us. It's kind of like there, there's nothing on the line. Like, it, it'd be nice to end with a winning season um, to kind of keep that yeah, string going. Yeah, I mean, those losing – like, that that happened after – yeah, after the Colorado State game. It was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. There's yeah, just now you're six and seven. It, like – yeah, you're six. Like you look at those list of records, and it's six and seven, and it's like you finish yep. with a losing record. Like it just it sucks. And so, I'd, in that respect, I really, really would like them to win the game. Um, you know, just because. I mean, of, of course, that. yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on the rest of it. It's just sort of like you know, as I said, bowl games are weird. Weird shit happens. I, I fully expect this to be you know drunk as hell, and it's just oh, like. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to I'm gonna try and enjoy it. I mean, look, I mean, we look at, okay, so they, sh- they should have won the Colorado State game. They really, I mean, I, I know this might be sacrilege with a lot of people, but they really deserve to lose last year's game, you know. Yeah. If, if you look at sort of how each team did, we, we basically, we I'm, I'm not going to say we got lucky, but um, a couple of well-timed turnovers, <laughs> you know, really made the difference in that game. And so um, and the ball bouncing, you know, fumbles that we recovered, things like that. So, you know, I mean, it's just that that's just kind of the way it is. And, and I expect this game to be uh, to be kind of crazy. And I'm hoping I just get to enjoy it. Like like that's kind of my threshold for bowl games is I mean, I really, really want him to win last year because I want him to get to that 11th win on this one. Like I just I'm like, you know. Let me enjoy it. Let me enjoy the fact that, you know, our offense is going out there one more time. You know, let me uh, let me just, you know, feel uh, feel that Coug fun one more time uh, before football season ends. And then, you know, we have to endure another you know eight months without it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about the offense in a second. Obviously, the offense not doing well can would put a damper on on a fun game. So let's let's take a break and then we'll 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 look at uh the air raid versus uh, a service academy sized defense we're back we're back um so if i think you know before the break i said a service academy sized defense um you would expect to not find guys over like 280 um with a service academy um, but they actually have some big dudes. Like they have, they have some. Uh, they have a couple three hundred pound offensive linemen. But they have a a defensive lineman that is from Everett, Washington. Moses uh, mm. or Mosese Fafita. Um, he is six mm. one. How come we didn't recruit that guy? We wouldn't want an apple cup if we'd recruited yeah. that guy. Oh man, He's you from you look at this roster. You look at this roster. I think they got like five or six guys from Washington. We are doomed. They're just gonna care more. Yeah, they're gonna care more. 
But anyway, so Fafita is six one three hundred and thirty. Fafita. It reminds me of Tefiti in uh, <laughs> in Moana. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. using my Moana. Like all I know of pr- pronunci- pronouncing um, uh, Polynesian uh, names is um, from Moana. Uh, so that's. Uh, um, but uh, Everett Washington six one three thirty. Like I have no idea how he's going to meet the service the Air Force weight requirements at that weight, and because he is a senior, he's going to have to lose that weight. A lot of weight. He's going to have to lose so much weight. But anyway, so you would think that they'd have some small linemen that we could push around, but he's a big dude. Um, outside of him, there aren't a ton of big dudes, but you got that, that hog in the middle. Um, it's interesting. They, uh, they, don't, um, they don't give up. They don't stuff the ball very much. They don't get a lot of uh, tackles for loss on against the run, but they do limit, like, big running plays quite a, like pretty well um so they're they obviously have a philosophy of just kind of keeping everything in front of them um in the run game uh but when it comes to the pass game um i would say that's their uh weakness on their uh defense which is nice uh always good to see um they are pretty good on passing downs um but when it comes to just your every every down uh standard down against the pass um they're 87th um oh, i'm sorry i looked at the wrong uh stat here uh, let me go back um uh they're uh and by the way I need, I need to interrupt you for two seconds because i i just figured this out uh we have a freshman offensive lineman Maki yeah. fafita That's oh wait whoa I just realized that. Like, I, I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize that name, and then I'm like, I'm looking at quickly looking at bios while you're talking. So, there we. That's I really cool. Nobody's written about this. Theo yeah. had to. I was Has like, Theo not written like, about like, same name. Has Theo not? Not that I saw, that? but I've yeah, also been pretty it. checked out for about three days cleaning maybe my he, house and preparing for Christmas. Maybe so. maybe he's waiting to uh, talk to the guys in in Phoenix because that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, um, he's the I, oldest. So the Mosese, if that's how you pronounce it, is the uh, he's the oldest brother. And uh, right before he was set to go to Air Force, their dad died, which I oh. did not know that also. Um, yeah. So he was 19 and then he had to go off to basic. And yeah, like that's that's why I'm like looking at this story right now. It's pretty wild. So as anyway, well. Yeah. So brothers, brothers, they won't they won't play against each other because our Fafita is redshirting. So, and then, yeah, he's also on defense. I guess he could right? play, but. <laughs> he could. Well, they yeah, could he could play against. Ours is an offensive lineman. So oh, could. he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, but I hope not. <laughs> yeah, ours is an offensive lineman. That okay. would be, I mean, he's 6'5", 240, so he's probably not ready to play. But, <laughs> you know, Maybe we're winning by so many touchdowns they put him in for a play so he yeah, can play he's, against his brother. He's, he's 90 pounds. He's four inches taller than his brother, but he's 90 pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but i'm i am uh, yeah i'm amazed that he's 330 but uh anyways back to the they're yeah, passing that's amazing yeah anyway continue yeah th- th- that's a cool story good find jeff good find new sir um that's brothers to the podcast so yeah um I, i'm sure they'll mention that on the broadcast uh like 40 or 50 so. times um at least uh so yeah um the uh they're they're 
offense, their defense is not great against the pass. Uh, passing success rate, 85th um, against. Uh, they're much better against the rush. Um, and obviously we are, I think, first in passing success rate. I, I haven't... You know, I I typically don't look at our numbers that much because they don't change that much, and they're, yeah. um, but we're, uh, yeah, we're third in passing success rate, or WSU is, um, but uh, and then Air Force is eighty fifth. It what like I said, Air Force is pretty good at, at stiffening up on on passing downs, but the thing is, like WSU has been so good on second down, first down, like you could see given that. Um, Air Forces, you know, might struggle to defend the pass. I could see us not even getting to that passing down very often. You know, um, obviously that would take incomplete passes, but um, given the, um, the, you know, our high completion percentage, all that, um, yeah, it's. Uh, but I, I again, I, I think that um, this is not a, a defense that's geared to stop us all that much. Um, they may, you know, again, like every game, uh, you're playing a defense that's fairly average, but they get better in the red zone. Uh, their touchdown rate in the red zone is uh, 20th, uh, a lot tw- touchdown rate allowed. So uh, they're pretty good in the red zone, um, which would make sense. You know, if they have some smaller guys, um, they're able to um, maybe uh, do a little better when the, you know, the windows are tighter. Um but yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch uh, uh, us against uh, other than uh, Fafita, uh, Fafiti, uh, or, uh, or Fafita. Sorry, other than him, it'd be watch us to uh, just be a lot bigger uh, than another team for once. <laughs> like that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Even on the other side, yeah, our nice. our defensive linemen won't be quite as dwarfed by their offensive linemen as usual. Um, and then, and then obviously our, 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 in our mammoth, um, offensive line is going to, um, probably, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting against their kind of, uh, DNs who aren't super big. Um, obviously you have, uh, Fafita, but, uh, the rest of the DNs aren't super big. It'll be interesting to see our, our line. Cause this is probably not our most athletic offensive line that we've had. Um, obviously without Dillard mm-hmm. that changes that. So that, that could be something they, uh, have trouble with, uh, maybe just, uh, dealing with the smaller guys, but overall, I think our receivers should, um, do well, um, against their secondary. Um, we should be getting a lot of like seven, eight yard first downs and second downs, um, and move the ball again. The, with the bowl game caveat, we could just uh, party a little too hard and party a little too hard in that in that party town of, or maybe I'll be on Mill Street in Tempe. Um, but uh, it it you know what? Who knows what happens? But I think again, like Air, I think Air Force has moved the ball. I think we're going to move the ball. Um, I think Gordon uh, will have a have a nice uh, send off in his final game. Um, um, hopefully, we can see some you know, see some of the seniors like Patman and, and Winston, um, pick up some, you know, have, have some nice moments. Um, cause obviously it's the last game for, uh, some real good players on that offense. Um, it, it'll be a bummer to, to see some of them go, but, um, so you kind of hope that they show out that one last time, like you were hoping 
last year you really wanted to see for some of the seniors to get that last win, get that 11th win. You wanted to see Gardner Minshew have, you know, have, have more fun in his last game. But so, you know, guys like Aesop and, and Patman, um, who are really the only uh, seniors in, in the wide receiver yeah. group. Well, and and Gordo's only 600 yards away from the NCAA passing record. Yeah, I which know that, I know some people don't like to talk about these things because the team didn't win enough games, but like I mean that's special, right? So, yeah. six hundred yards is a lot, no doubt. Um, yeah, but, he's only you know, done I mean, that <laughs> once this year. So, I mean, he's, but he's thrown for over four hundred about what about eight times, seven times, yeah. something like that, right? Um, you know, and what it's really going to come down to, as I think it typically does, is what. Uh, I think we I think we referenced this kind of when Air Force was announced, which is the idea of how many possessions are we actually going to get? Yeah. And that's so that that's sort of the wild card. Right. And when you get those really big passing numbers are in games when there's lots of possessions. I mean, you look at, you know, Connor Halliday's single game record. Right. Um, you know, that was a direct result of giving up two special teams touchdowns. Right. And <laughs> the game against UCLA, kind of the same deal where it was like, you know, I mean, you racked up all those yards because all of a sudden you're giving up, you know, quick touchdowns. And, uh, you know, there was a special teams touchdown in there, too. And you're just like so. So that's kind of how that goes. So if you know, if the defense plays OK, then, you know, you're, or if you the defense just gives only, up big, you know, t- if defense plays okay right. so or they just give up big plays, yeah. <laughs> the defense has to play either very well or, or very, very poor. poorly. <laughs> like it's one or the other. And it's like, so if they just play okay in the middle, you're probably looking at like 10 or 11 drives and 600 is probably off the table. So, yeah, that would be very uh, difficult because you're going to need, uh, you know, 60, 50 to 60 passing yards per drive, which is. Right. Very different. You got to be hoping for some bad field position That's a in lot. that case. Yeah. That's a lot. That would be a lot of bad field position. And anyway, so, but I, I mean, that's it. That's an interesting, I, like I said, I know some people don't, they're like, I don't care about records. I don't care about wins, you know? Okay. Well, good for you. But I, I think records are cool. I think they're cool as hell. When I look in the record book and I see, you know, who threw for how many yards and I see one of our guys at the top, I think that's awesome and super cool. And I want it. Yeah. So, that's uh, I, I don't care that, you know, the, the record this year was bad because the defense was trash like that's, you know, anybody who puts that on Gordon is a fool and I have no time for that. So I, I want to see I want to see more fireworks out of the offense and, and I want to see him, you know, take a chance at that 600 like I'm let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, try that's, get it. yeah, that's part of the fun is uh, just getting to watch this offense one more time. Um, definitely yeah. it's been the best, uh, offense that Leach has had at WSU yes. and, the, and the most explosive one, uh, Gordon is Gordon's yards per pass or, uh, you know, well above what even Connor holiday did in 2014, what, what any, what yep. Falk or Minshew, um, ever did. So, um, this is, you know, this has been a fun offense to watch. Obviously it's been dampened by some, some losses and I get, you know, what people feel that way because it's not as much fun. When you're, it's never as much fun when you're when you're not sure. winning the games, but it has Losing been sucks. fun to you know it's it's fun in games like uh, you know against Oregon they were down double digits in the fourth quarter, but it never felt like they were out because you knew that the offense could score, um, and they you know they damn near uh, they came back, but then obviously lost it. But um, against Oregon State, where it's, you know they get the ball back with a minute and a half left. 
um, you know, in good field position, like it, it, it's like, oh, they they can they can go score. Like there's like this is plenty of time. Like it's fine. And so it's been fun having this offense. Um, you wish the defense was a little better, and uh, I, you know, we'd be playing in the whatever bowl. But um, yeah, I just I, I I and I they should have a good day against this uh, defense. They I should. they should and 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 I. I, I I just ho- I hope they do, and I I hope there's not any bowl game weirdness there. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, Gordon. I, you know, I I feel like at times he he's pressed a little bit because the he just I think they feel like they have to score every single time or they're going to lose, which um yeah. they, for good reason. <laughs> uh, but um, because so I think it's true. <laughs> um, and and we saw we saw like in the Apple Cup he he started taking some you know chances and we've seen in a lot of games he kind of makes yep. some risky throws just because I think he feels like he needs to make a big play. Um, right. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know he does, he's you know it's able to keep that out of his mind and and they just you know score points on and and like get chunks but uh, there'll be guys open just find them and um, yeah it should be I don't know it it, it should be a fun. It should be fun to watch this offense uh, move the ball again. And uh, after, you know, we always get that sour taste uh, in the, the final game of the regular season. But um, I, I'm glad that they get another game um, to show off. Yeah. And, and I'm glad it's not against some, you know, like San Diego State or some like ridiculously good defense that'll just, you know, make it boring. But right. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have play right. like basically an average defense. And when you have a, a you know, elite offense – um yeah you know that that, that bodes, bodes these well are the you. games where we've done well this year right it's yep. where you know it's strength on you know weakness on both sides yeah you know it's it's when we go uh strength on strength that that it's not gone well for us so i, I feel right. like this is uh you know this is this is going to turn out well. I, I don't know i mean at the very least it should be exciting and interesting and you know people you know really enjoy people should just enjoy this offense one more time because it's likely to be just a little more painful next year. It'll still probably be good because that's what we do, but it won't be, it probably won't be like this. And so, right. you know, enjoy it. Enjoy It'll it. Cause I mean, remember, I I, try yeah, to remember what it's like when the offense is painful, man. It's not a lot of fun and this is a lot yeah. more fun to watch. So enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, I know there's, there's always quite a lot of emotions around the bowl games. I think, I I think it's similar to the Apple Cup. I think there's a lot of people that pay way more attention to the Apple Cup and the bowl game and not much else. Um, So because I I still like, you know, I I, like I people complain about the, the New Mexico Bowl still all the time. Like, I feel like for a lot of kooks, that's because that was the first yeah. bowl game in forever. Um, I think a lot of kooks who don't yeah. usually pay as much attention to the ins and outs of the season, like, remember that game because of the poor clock management. And, and so, like, they still, like, they they still, you know, point to stuff like that. And, and but, like, like we've talked about, these games are weird. And there's not a lot of like predictive value. They will be used as uh, in uh, for next zero year's rankings. Value. Like the reason we <laughs> zero st- the, predictive value. The reason WSU started ranked this year is because they won their bowl game. Like that, it so it's going yep. to have it's going to, and UW will have you know because they stomped Boise State. They'll they'll start with a better ranking next year, um, and so that's just how it works. 
Um, so, so people use the predict, use it as a predictor, but really, yeah, these games are just weird. Um, and we see, we've seen teams just get run over because like a lot of people just don't care that much. I'm sorry. I don't know what they're doing, uh, out in the living room, like a vacuum or something. It's incredibly loud. Hopefully you can't hear that, but, um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. That's good. Um, but yeah, so there, there's, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to approach this, like like we've talked about, which just let's have fun, let's watch the game. Um, I like going to the games just because it's like a big party, um, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's fun. I, I've been to this will be my third out of the five in the in the stretch, and um, you know, I didn't go to the second holiday ball. I was like, ah, back to back. I do love San Diego, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't need to go Not two in much. a row. But uh, I had a ton of fun, ton of fun in Texas last year. Um, so I'm looking forward to um, having some fun in, in Phoenix. Uh, we are going to go uh, BA um, and his uh, fiance Katie and um, some other friends are, are going to go to the Fiesta Bowl as well. So pretty stoked about that. <laughs> that's that's I'm, awesome. I'm kind of, well, that's, kind of I mean, more excited about that. Key, yeah. Right? yeah. The key is to go to the game and just enjoy the trip and have, you know, low expectations for the game itself, right? Because you don't want to, you know, you don't want your trip ruined by a bad experience. And if if you're going someplace decent, like... Like the New Mexico thing, I imagine there are a lot of people who paid a lot of money to go to New Mexico <laughs> to go to Albuquerque and then watch that turd of an ending. I'm sure that uh, was not a lot of fun. But, you know, I mean, most of the other times, you know, we've gone to good destinations. And even if the game didn't go great, hopefully people were able to uh, enjoy their time in the in the city. And, you know, Phoenix should be should be no different. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially I mean, going to the Fiesta Bowl. It's it's a it's a it is a little bit of a bummer. There's supposed to be some rain that this later this week. I mean, come on, come on. We're in the come desert. On, Phoenix, you got a rain you on have me. One job, Phoenix. You've got just one job. Be sunny. You don't even have to be that warm. Just be sunny, please. Yeah. I need my vitamin D. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm also renting a car and driving up. You know, doing a day trip up to the Grand Canyon. So I'm I'm just trying to make awesome. a make a make a, a a nice weekend. I'm excited to uh, meet some Coog Center folk who I've never met before. Uh, Jesse Woo. Casino is going, so I've never met Jesse in person, obviously. Um, and uh, our newest writer Emma Waitman, she'll be down there with her Woo. legendary dad Casey. And uh, so I'm I'm really. Uh, Woo. I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm missing out on the party, man. You are, man. We got a good, we got a, we got a nice. percent missing out on the party. Yeah, we got a nice core. Not everyone's going. I think if it was Vegas Bowl, there'd been a lot more of us there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think probably. it'll be fun. Um, I, I, I th- just given the uh, number of events that have been planned and stuff, um, I'm guessing it's not going to be a huge Cougar contingent there. Uh, the flights are pretty expensive and. Um, I don't think a lot of people were that excited about Phoenix, but um, I, I, because uh, the, the uh, last year the the, the pregame event, uh, the the official uh, alumni association and CAF pregame event was like all inclusive. You paid like a bigger fee, and you just got like unlimited booze and unlimited food. Um, but but this <laughs> year perfect. it's just this year Not it's this just. Year. This year, it's it's you just pay a, a, a kind of like an entrance fee, and then you can they have like a cash bar and and stuff. So it's not quite the same uh, level of party. They probably didn't want to buy 
a bunch of uh, booze and then not have it be drank. So, uh, but last year was pretty great. They had Fireball, um, so you could get two drinks at a time, and we would typically get one beer and one Fireball. So I was pretty saucy by the time the Alamo Bowl started. Um, if you if you wanted some details of that game, I I only know I it's it's <laughs> one of those things where where I watched it back on the on 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 a, on the recording and I was like oh yeah yeah this stuff happened <laughs> like <laughs> um but yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty uh I'm I'm looking forward to to some fun fun times and yeah the going to the Fiesta Bowl I'm I might be more excited about that than going to the Cheesa Bowl um that just have that 100 be more excited about yeah. that if i was you just to have that opportunity uh to go to yeah. um you know college football playoff game uh yeah. to see clemson and ohio state all the studs that they have and um you know watch a bunch of future nfl draft picks and watch what should be a pretty damn good game um but yeah, you never know well, what these just, you know games, just but. the excitement factor like yeah you know, when something really big is on the line it's it's super cool i mean i i've gone to a lot of ncaa tournament basketball games i imagine it'll be you know reasonably similar to that where it's like yeah like it's a big deal and you know you can just feel the the excitement and the energy in the in the uh venue is is it's just different you know it's just different so yeah yeah it and be, I'm, I'm excited we, i'm excited for you and super curious. yeah yeah, we were we were trying to decide what side to sit on. I think we're gonna try to get tickets on the Clemson side. Like, I I I just feel like their fans would be more fun. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean our uh, our our fans still like to tell stories about going out to Columbus and what an awful experience that was with the Ohio State fans. So yeah, I think you've chosen wisely. Uh, it's funny, but the, I, I assume we're all going to be wearing our Cougar shit because what else do you pack when you go to a ball game? So it'll be, we'll be in Ohio State <laughs> colors, but people probably think like, what are these Ohio State fans? And we'll be like, no, 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 we're, we're Cougs. We're Cougs. But, uh, I don't know. Like, so like, okay. So we, we need to have a quick conversation about that. So like when I go to Seahawks games and I see someone, you know, I'm, I'm like there for like, you know, the Seahawks and the, and the Buccaneers. And then I see someone roll up in their Steelers gear. I'm like, what are you doing? You know? So like, so like, like is, is, is this different than that? Because it's a college neutral site bowl game. Is it different because you guys were, you know, at a Coug thing two days or one day before that? Was it like, so I don't know, like, like we need, we need to have a, a serious discussion about this. Yeah. I, I, I've thought about that, you know, um, it, it is. Yeah. I never get the, the Steelers thing. I, I, I don't even get the whole wearing your Seahawks jersey to like any Seattle sporting event thing. Like I'm always like, why are you wearing a Seahawks jersey to do a Mariners game? Why are you wearing a Seahawks right. jersey to, to like, I see Seahawks jerseys at the rain FC soccer matches. I see them at Sounders matches. Right. I'm like, like, like this is my sports thing. And fine. If you don't do that, those jerseys are expensive Wear wear them as much as you want, I guess. Um, and they, they've talked you into buying more. So for Friday and all that. So you just want to wear them, but, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I'm like, do I bring just like a, a, like a neutral outfit to wear? I've, I've considered it, you know, um, See, I already, I would do, I, I already I would, have, I would my, just go neutral. I already have my clothes all packed obviously because I've been in Yakima for, since, and I'm going straight from <laughs> here to, to the airport and, uh, and not even going oh my home. Gosh, that is hardcore, bro. I know. I so, that. so like I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm taking, um, day after Christmas, I'm getting on a shuttle 
from Yakima at five in the morning um, to catch my flight in in Seattle. So uh, over the snowy pass, and uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'll I'll uh, I'll have to try to figure out what to wear. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll vibe with you know figure out what uh, my friends are wearing. So we you know if we're going all kook, yeah. I guess we'll go all kook. I guess we'd be kind of annoying, but it seems kind of expected though. Like like our bowl game was yeah, the day before. It's kind of like, a little different. Yeah, I I, th- I think you might be able to get away with it on that. Well, I think maybe like too much side eye. Maybe like the full Especially on. Especially if there's like out. five of you or something, and you're all doing it. Yeah. I mean, and now we kind of have what you, a... What you, you know, really need to do... Okay, here's what you really need. Hold on, hold on. Here's... I got it. I got it. I got it. Here's what you all need to do. You all need to buy Cheez-It Bowl shirts. Well, I know B.A. has one. I know B.A. has... Cheez-It yeah. Bowl shirts and sweatshirts <laughs> to the game. <laughs> I already... No, no. I, and, and if we win... No, no, no. I got... I, this is even better. Cheez-It if Bowl we champs. win, then you got to buy the Cheez-It Bowl champ shirts and wear those to the college football <laughs> playoff game. The bummer is the official Cheez It Bowl merchandise is not good because it doesn't it doesn't have the ridiculous Cheez It logo like highlighted. They have it like black and white. But um, from College Hill, uh, the the Cougar store, uh, they uh, they have a great one that has like actual Cheez Its on the logo, like uh, with like a Cougar oh. f- a Cougar football helmet, and then it's like okay, it's, it's like sitting in front of some Cheez-Its so I definitely I have that shirt I'm wearing that on the plane um just to be like I'm going to the Cheez-It Bowl there are cheese crackers on my shirt um yeah and I I'm excited they they have some special Cheez-It uh concession options they got the walking taco with like pulled pork inside a bag of Cheez-Its and then they got a a hot dude that sounds awesome yeah, and then they have a chili dog with like Cheez-Its on top. I'm getting both. I don't no care. Way. I'm going to gorge myself, yeah. man. Oh my gosh. Like like this is really the best worst bowl, right? Yes, like, it is. You know, you go to the you go to the Foster Farms bowl and you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, chicken." You know, it's like, but it's like Cheez-Its. Who doesn't like Cheez-Its? Oh yeah, it's awesome! I love Cheez-Its. Like I didn't like I'm especially I'm so if you excited. have children. Like, if you have children, you love Cheez-Its and oh, goldfish yeah. crackers. But yeah, it's it's uh it, it's exciting. But yeah, it it'd be funny to roll in with the. I don't know if I want to cheese it, but I mean, if 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 the the cheese it logo is super gaudy on like the the champs shirt, I definitely want it. But if it's like yes. you know, if if they like only have it like subtly on there and small, I'm like, come on, like I want it to yeah, say cheese it bull champs as yeah. big as possible. Um, it's like. Like, unironically, we'll be happy about like being Cheez-It Bowl champs. But that would be pretty funny just to roll in and be like, what up? We won the Cheez-It Bowl. We won the Cheez-It Bowl. Cheez-It Bowl champs well, right you know, here. One of those, you know, if we win, one of those fan bases is going to lose. And you can be like, hey, we won our bowl game. What about you? <laughs> yeah. How you Suck doing, Ohio State? Suck on it, Buckeyes. Why don't you just go cheese it? Isn't that a term? Cheese yeah. it, cheese it. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. No, it is. It's like a it's like a slang term. <laughs> okay. Cheese it. Urge used to urge someone to stop doing something. Cheese really? it. Here comes Mr. Madigan. Really? <laughs> I have never once heard that in my classroom when I have walked in on my students. It is listed so. as archaic. Okay. Or I mean, and, when, archaic to when? 
like 1950s? I think it's the 50s. And 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 so Hey Jimmy, cheese it. Here it comes like, I think it's like cheese it the feds. Like stop <laughs> run away like like it's like I think it's like you need to run away type of thing. Like get out of here. Like cheese it. Like Let's get guy, out of here. Like it's like straight out of West Side Story, right? <laughs> the sharks and the jets. I I definitely want to incorporate that now Cheesy. into my vocabulary just for the rest of the week. <laughs> just like a temporary a temporary addition to my daily That's vocabulary. Right. Cheese right. it. I mean, I don't know how many how yeah. many how many times you have to run away from something. Uh maybe maybe if uh maybe we'll be, be a little drunk and finding ourselves um you know in in, in some bad situations and we'll be like Cheese it! It's the cops. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was I was unaware of this. I was unaware. He learned things on this podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think? Should we cheese it, or should we talk about some basketball? <laughs> Maybe we should run one more commercial, and then come back for some hoops. All right, let's cheese it for this break. <laughs> we're back <laughs> cheese it on that product uh, i can't i just i can't even I can't. <laughs> after that the all the listeners they 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 cheese it off cheese yeah. it they they said cheese yeah. it to this podcast <laughs> yeah. i mean i can just imagine the next time isaac bonton pulls up for a three and kyle smith is yelling cheese it <laughs> on the th- pull-up threes. Cheese it on the pull-up threes. Just cheese it oh. with the threes already. Yeah. Let's let's cheese it with the fouls. Let's cheese it with the turnovers, you guys. I, I, I just can't. I've, oh, my God. Craig. Do you, do you think when... We got to pull it back together. Do you, do you think at, at the end of the, the 98 Rose Bowl, the refs, as soon as uh, uh, Leaf spiked the ball, they said, cheese it, and just got out of there? Like yeah, so, they just like we're out of here. <laughs> we're yeah. here. They cheesed it. They just cheesed on, yeah, cheesed did. right on out of there. They they did. They cheesed it right on out of there. Uh, hoops. They won. They won another game. They won another couple of games. Couple of games since, uh, yeah, since we talked last against uh, two teams that were decidedly horrible, which we knew were horrible. And so, uh, yeah, even our offense can even look good against those guys. Yes, our offense looked good. Except for turnovers. Like, what is this about? We're cheesing the yeah. ball just all over the place. Okay, so so here's my here's my theory on this. Um it's so we noted earlier in the season just kind of how rugged the offense was, right? I mean, it was basically give the ball to Ellaby, give the ball to Bonton, and just let them, you know, do something, right? And everybody right. else just standing around. Um so my theory is that while yes, there's been an emphasis in not turning the ball over, I, I do think that's obviously real. Um, but I also think that some of that was maybe artificially lowered by the fact that we weren't even really trying to pass the ball right. <laughs> for the most part, like in at least in any kind of playmaking sort of way, which is where, you know, most of your turnovers are going to come from on offense where it's like, okay, I'm going to throw this pass that, you know, has a you know, 90, even if it's a 90% chance of getting through, right. There's still that 10% and, 
you know, whatever. So I, I do think that that's part of what was happening earlier in the year was the fact they were running so much ISO. I mean, we were, I mean, I'm sure we still are one of the worst in the country, but um, we were like, like, um, like almost literally worst, I think in um, assists per field goal made. Mm-hmm. as a team and so that just says okay at that point you know you run a lot of iso you're not really running a lot of actions that involve a lot of passes you're just you know bonton's pounding the ball ellaby's pounding the ball and they're shooting long jumpers in- instead of driving to the basket which is you know turnovers happen in there too right because you get stripped going to the rim um etc so basically what happened i think is that the offense is getting a little a little more fluidity and there's, I think, a little bit of a, um, a little bit of an adjustment now. You know, now we're making more passes. We're looking for more passes. We're looking to, you know, get the ball to people as they're moving to the basket. You know, things like that. And those are just going to result in more turnovers. So I think, I think there's some of that. And I think you saw that uptick happen against Idaho. So they've been over. Um, 19% turnover percentage in, you know, four of their last five games, which, uh, you know, that number probably doesn't mean a whole lot to a number of people, but, um, let's just say in their previous, let's see, what was it? Their first seven games, uh, they were only over 12% one or sorry, over 12% two times. And it was 17% and 18.5%. So it's like that, those are really low numbers. If and the you national are average mid- is roughly 19 Right. So if you are in the mid teens, then you're doing fantastic. Um, So to be the last two games, they were 26% and 25% or 24%. So um, that's a pretty major uptick in terms. So I think there's a little bit of sloppiness. I think there's a little bit of a, of moving to an offense that um, is a little more motion based. Um, They're looking to hit passes more than they were. I I do think that they're going to um, settle in somewhere in between. I don't think they'll be as good numbers wise as they were early in the year. Um, but I also uh, don't think they're going to be quite this bad. I do think they're going to settle in somewhere around the national average, 19, 20%, somewhere in there. And and I do think it's notable that the last two games, even as they've turned the ball over on one out of every four possessions, their efficiency has been uh, quite high. Now, a lot of that's the defense, but they are shooting better. So I, I do think there is a bit of a trade-off happening where I do think they're getting better shots, but they're turning the ball over a little bit more to do that. And, and I do think you'll see a little bit of an equilibrium here, um, as they head into PAC 12 play. Yeah. Um, obviously hoping that, uh, they can continue shooting a little better. I, they're playing really bad defenses. So like these last couple Super games, so, bad defenses. so it could, you know, <laughs> um, it, it could just be that, but you know, I, uh, and they're getting a ton of offensive rebounds too, and that's yeah. not going to persist. Yeah, that was ridiculous um, against uh, what uh, Incarnate Word over yeah. over fifty percent. <laughs> they they grabbed over <laughs> half of their own misses, which is absurd. Yeah. Um, and Especially so, for us. Yeah, uh, they they uh, were also close to fifty percent against Florida and um, so that definitely helps. Uh, you know, guys like, uh, Jazz Koontz has been knocking down some, you know, knocking down some open threes lately. Um, yeah. if he can continue doing that, that helps a lot. Um, That's he huge. is our, he is, I think he's our best three point shooter right now by percentage, uh, which is still only 34%, but, uh, um, uh, of the guys that have taken a significant amount. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's, you know, if he can hit those corner threes, whatever, you know, uh, knock down. Um, I, you know, he's, he shot, uh, nine of 19 and is in, in the last like four or five games. 
Um, if he can hit like around 40% of those wide open, you know, you know, 40% of the threes that he takes, that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously if Bonton can be more selective and only, you know, you know, shoot, shoot open looks or, or better looks. He's been very, um, he's just been so poor at shot selection, but he, he was a little better in the first half against, uh, incarnate word. Um, but he ended up with, he was not, really, really good in the first half yeah. against incarnate word. Like he was on fire. Plus, like you said, he was catching and shooting versus, you know, the dribble drive pull up threes. And, and that made a huge difference. And of course, in the second half, he's like, well, I'm making all my shots. I'm going to keep shooting bad shots now, but yeah. So his percentage progress. overall. And of course he's turning the ball over quite a bit more the last couple games, I mean, he was not turning the ball over at all, um, and so I think he's logged about I think he's logged ten turnovers um, against Florida and M. He had his worst game of the season, you could say, uh, four turnovers and one of ten from the field. That was ugly. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully the hopefully he can turn it around a little more because I don't see his sh- usage, his shot percentage. Uh, I don't. He's still going to take a lot of shots. That's pretty clear at this point. Um, because after he was one of 10, he came out and was seven of 16. He took 16 shots the next game. Um, so I, it just seems like he's going to continue doing that. His, his shot percentage, which is the percentage of shots of his team shots that he takes while on the floor is, uh, 30.6% right now, which is really high. Uh, that's a guy that uses the ball a lot. That's top 100 nationally. It's more than CJ Ellaby. Um, so he's actually ending the possessions more often than Hellaby is when he's on the floor. Um, so it's, uh, which is so not ideal, not ideal, especially given his horrible shooting percentage. And then, uh, when he's turning the ball over as well, um, that's pretty bad. Uh, hopefully we can see him be more of a facilitator. Um, and we're, and we're obviously still waiting for, uh, Jalen shed to have an impact and, um, which, which he hasn't much other than he's turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, so that those, those, uh, guard positions are, um, kind of important going into PAC 12 play. Um, if, if they can't yep. knock down shots and they're going to be turn, giving the ball over ball away, it could be rough, but I don't know, like, um, just if L, I think we're always going to be, um, in a game. If LB, we can stay in a game, if LB is, is on. Um, but it's gonna yep. get real. T- it's gonna get real tough for him. Uh, he has been, I think, in recent games, he has been more aggressive, um, getting to the free throw line, drawing fouls. That's what he's yep. gonna need to do to be successful in Pac-12 play. He's gonna need to get to the line more. Yeah. Um, he's obviously gonna have to sh- knock down threes better. I, he's just not done that well this year. He's not been a good three-point shooter, yeah. but um, hopefully. As the as you mentioned, as the offense is matures a little bit, he'll find more just kind of uh, in rhythm shots rather than what he's been doing now, which is kind of dribbling and pulling up and taking much more difficult threes. Um, so hopefully th- those percentages can tick up and and they can do a little better. Um, yeah, it, it obviously Pollard and Miller have been having some good games against these shitty teams, uh, but. Uh, yeah, be... well, I th- I think what you meant to say is uh, the let me see, hold on, the thirty second most efficient player in the country, Jeff Jeff Pollard. Pollard. <laughs> that's that's what I think you meant to say. That. Yeah, 
Um, and he hasn't even really been doing it with threes lately. He's been uh, just scoring no. inside. He's shooting 61% on twos, man. He it's is seriously, good. it's crazy watching what they do with him sometimes. They just you know, they just drop him in the post. And they're like, we're just going to run an old school post-up offense. And he's yeah. going to hold it. And they're going to watch action off of him. And he has the option to pass it or, or go with a... You know, go with a post move. The, the one thing I do think the the little wrinkle they've they've done, which I think is good, is you know when he does go with the post move, they do send a couple of people to the offensive class, which yep. I think is the the mistake that you know people who run post ups, um, you know, that's why it's such a low efficiency shot is because it's very typically okay. You take your guy who is most likely your best offensive rebounder and put him in a position where he can't get an offensive rebound by taking a post shot. So, um, so they've done that and. And, you know, it's worked reasonable, but he's made a ton of them. You know, I mean, look, if you're going to make 60% of those, then, I mean, that's that's a reasonably efficient shot. So, yeah, he's you got know, that, good for him. He's got that little hook cool. he's been using. It's been fairly effective. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, he's pretty it, good with it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know yeah. how well it works when you're playing against the long, athletic 6'10", 6'11", guys in the Pac-12, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're really. Right now against Incarnate Word. Yeah, we got one more game against Arkansas Pine Bluff, number 345 in the country. Uh, probably yep. don't need to preview much of that, but but then it's it gets nope. real. They, they'll play the best team they've seen uh, right out right off the bat against the USC. Um, you know, that's New Mexico State currently is the best team they've played and but USC's a you know a little bit above that, so um it, it it'll be uh they'll be tested and I'm actually looking forward to it just to see like what they look like against a better team. Um, there, there'll be no one in the gym, so there won't be much energy, but um, it, it'll be yeah. interesting to see just um, like how, you know, how well they do. Occasionally that works to our advantage, though. You know, yeah, when right? it, it's – well, because our guys will have just played, you know, four four games in front of nobody, right? And so – you know they're they're going to be somewhat used to that, and then USC is going to show up, and the place is going to be just super dead. You know, so I I think we've seen at times when, uh, uh you know, visiting Pac-12 teams come in and there's nobody there, and they're a little they're a little thrown off by the by the quiet. So hopefully that'll happen this time too. Yeah, and we'll probably uh we'll probably talk more about those games next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, the cheese it bowl. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 hard to glean much from these games. I, the the positive thing is that they are beating up these teams. Like if they were not doing that, that would be right. Um, that, that would, would be, be a bad. Yes. That would be concerning. Obviously, the turnovers are of concern. Uh, Florida A and M did a three quarter court trap that just annihilated us at times. Um, of course, we got a bunch of easy buckets out of it, but also there was some stretches where they turn the ball over a bunch against that trap and they were bringing in, you know, Ryan Rapp and other guys just to see if anyone could, you know, beat it. And so they had some bad stretches. So, um, that's on film now. Um, but Florida and M it looked like something they run quite a bit, so they were pretty good at it. Uh, hopefully another yeah. team wouldn't be quite as good because it's not something they always run, but I, I have a feeling we'll see that again. We'll see it just because it was, it gave us some fits. Um, and against, uh, with better athletes, it'd be, you know, uh, even more of a challenge, but, um, obviously the, the ball handling is a little bit of a concern at this point, but 
Um, if, if the offense, you know, can maybe, you know, there's a lot of confidence involved in, in shooting, um, in feeling good. And, uh, obviously um, even the best shooters are streaky. So hopefully, you know, just getting some good shooting games in the, in the, you know, under their belt, um, can be helpful going into Pac-12 play. And then, I don't know, maybe finding this new great, you know, yeah, maybe they're finding their way, like you said, with the offense, like, yeah, maybe the offense is like who knew? Like who even knew Jeff Pollard had post-up skills? But if it's po- post Pollard and crash the board, like what do, do we got to do to score points? And um, hopefully they're they're figuring this out um, while winning some games. And it'll be fun to be nine and four. It it it'll take a while to hopefully go under five hundred. You know, <laughs> from that point. So yeah, um, yeah. Right, right now, Ken well, Palm has. Like you were saying, though, like the fact that they're showing well while playing these terrible teams is, you know, part of what you want to see. And and it'd be one thing if they were doing, you know, the Ernie Kent thing, which is, okay, you're seeing, yeah, they're scoring more points than they typically do, but they're also giving up a whole crap load of points because the defense is still trash and whatever. I I think the thing that's encouraging here, or, or, or that at the very least you go, okay, it's not, not like, a a total mirage that the offense is playing better is it's not like their offensive efficiency is going up and they're also allowing more points. Like the, the defensive efficiency is still great, you know, uh, with the exception of Florida A&M when, you know, the defense, uh, you know, maybe wasn't as good in that game. I think, you know, probably largely because of, uh, you know, the turnovers led to some live ball, you know, breakout type things. But, um, but the other four games out of these last in this five game winning streak, um, all of them, the opponents have been under, you know, 0.83 points per possession, which is about, you know, for, for people who are trying to sort of conceptualize that, that's about 20% better than average, uh, better than your average defense against an average team. So, um, so that th- those numbers are still very, very low on defense, which is what you want to see, even as the offense is taking advantage of a bad opponent. So, um, so yeah, I mean, all, all reasons to think that the team is getting better, you know, that they're not just sort of beaten up on bad teams and, and it's a mirage, like, like, like we had so often under Ernie and and that's not to say that they're going to go into Pac-12 play and, and win a bunch of games or whatever because they they very easily might not <laughs> you know the Pac-12 is is better than it's been and and this team is still not you know a very good team and so you know th- there are probably going to be a lot of losses in there but um, but like I said there are reasons to think that that the team is improving um, that they are you know figuring out you know early in the year they they really were paying no mind to offense whatsoever um, and there's a sense now I think that the offense is figuring some things out while the defense is still as good as it's been and um, you know you mentioned Jalen Shedd you know really need to get him back because he's a real difference maker on defense um, he didn't play in the last game he was in street clothes so I, I don't know what the deal is with with his injury and, and how long that's going to take but um, you know, really need him. We really need to be as strong as we can on the perimeter because, you know, the interior is going to be going to be a real struggle all year. So we mm-hmm. need, we need all those guys on the perimeter generating turnovers and, and stopping penetration. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what I'm, I'm like, I'm completely with you on the USC thing. Like I, I want to see what they do against, uh, against a team, uh, with PAC 12 athleticism and, and, uh, you know, PAC 12 talent, even though they're not a great team, they're obviously, you know, quite a bit better than us. So, should be fun to watch, and, and, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, that seems like yeah. a good place to start. Seems like a good place to cheese it. Cheese it? Let's cheese it on this podcast, Craig. Yeah. Um, well, if you haven't cheesed it yet, feel free to 
uh, subscribe, uh, rate us five stars. So funny. (laughs) Yeah, subscribe, rate five stars. (laughs) You turned it. You turned it. You turned it into a past tense verb. (laughs) Sorry. It's just so funny to me. If you haven't, if you haven't cheesed it yet, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right. So subscribe. Give us five stars, even even though even though we won't stop it with the cheese and stuff. Um, uh, write a review. We like those. Uh, and like then those. Uh, don't cheese it on the review. Tell all your family um, while you're at Christmas dinner, just all your relatives, just take their phone and go to their podcast app and subscribe to it without them knowing, because that'll just make our download numbers look better, and and that'll be great. Um, uh, They probably don't have their phones locked because they keep forgetting the, the passcode, so... Um, uh-huh. I think it'll be fine, um, but yeah. So uh, go ahead and do that. Um, tell tell your uh, drunk uncle about us; he'll love it. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's it's time to cheese it, man. <laughs> go kooks, Craig. Go kooks.